When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in here on Tuesday, April 25th. We are just two sleeps away from the 2023 NFL Draft. Your Jacksonville Jaguars, they hold the 24th overall pick. They've got nine picks total. We are running through my final predictive mock draft for the Jacksonville Jaguars, going through all seven rounds and bringing you my best guess, my best educated guess as to what the Jaguars might do come Thursday night. And the one thing about mock drafts for the Jaguars this year, in years past, they've had the first overall pick. They've had high draft picks, right? It's been a little bit easier to peg who's going to be on the board, who's going to be available to the Jaguars when they actually pick, right, at the top of the draft. But now at 24 overall, things are a lot more murky. So it's a little bit more difficult to figure out where the Jaguars might go, not only for that reason, but also because when you look at the team needs, they're not as glaring as they have been in the past. There haven't been, there aren't as many as there have been, right? The Jaguars do still have some needs. They need nickel. They need edge rushers. They need pass rush in general. Uh, They need some tight end depth. I think they could use offensive tackle depth for the present and the future. So there's certainly some areas the Jaguars can attack, but you can't really look across this roster and say there's a bunch of glaring holes that if they don't fill those, they're going to have no chance to compete at a high level in 2023. So that changes the equation here a little bit, but let's go ahead and get into it, right? 24 overall, the Jaguars only first round pick. This one is chalk all day. It's just too easy of a pairing between the Jacksonville Jaguars and safety slash nickel Brian Branch out of Alabama. 21-year-old was an absolute uh, menace the last couple years at Alabama playing that star position in Nick Saban's defense. This is a guy that moves all over the field. His home at the next level, in my opinion, will be in the slot, but he'll be able to play as an overhang defender. He'll be able to blitz for you. He'll be able to play both safety spots as well. Uh, I think that Brian Branch, when you look at why he'll potentially be available at 24 overall, why you see him falling down mock drafts, is because of the 45840, because he doesn't have elite size. He doesn't have elite long speed, but what he does have is incredible range as a pursuit player, uh, perhaps the best tackling ability in this entire class, regardless of position. This kid does not miss tackles. And when he does arrive at the ball carrier, they're usually stopping dead in their tracks or going backwards, uh, does not give up uh, yards after contact. And then when you talk about his coverage ability, 
man coverage, no problem at all. Has the quick feet, has the hips to to turn and run with most receivers to cover bigger tight ends. And then also talking about his ability in zone coverage, absolutely unbelievable instincts, unbelievable processing and recognition. Looks like he knows what the offense is trying to do oftentimes before the offense does it. Uh, Just really mentally prepared for the game. Unbelievable instincts and and just a great feel for being a physical downhill pursuit player, but also having some of that that um, fluidity, some of that finesse to be able to play at a high level in coverage as well. I think Brian Branch would come in and immediately upgrade the Jaguars secondary, be their starting nickel corner. He would give them a chess piece on the back end, but someone who can lock down that nickel spot, who can make it difficult for offenses uh, to pick up chunk yardage over the middle of the field, which is where the Jaguars were at their weakest at the end of the season, chunk yardage over the middle of the field. We will see how it all plays out. I, I don't think this is the only direction the Jaguars can go, but when you look at everything that's on the table for the Jaguars and their needs, Brian Branch is the best nickel corner in this class by a country mile, in my opinion. And the Jaguars' greatest need is nickel corner by a country mile, in my opinion. I think you would have seen the the Jaguars' edge rush, which created a lot of pressure last year, get home a little bit more, had quarterbacks had to think a little bit more about throwing the ball over the middle of the field. That's just my opinion. But for me, Brian Branch, not the only fit for the Jaguars at 24, but certainly, for me, the best fit for the Jaguars at 24. Getting into the second round, the Jaguars hold the 56th overall pick. And there's a lot of different ways this one could go too, right? You've addressed nickel, but you still need edge. You still need offensive tackle or interior offensive line help. You you could still use a lot, right? But for me, uh, the way the board fell here, I look at what Doug Peterson has enjoyed as a, a play caller throughout his career. And I look at the Evan Ingram situation, which the Jaguars have said they want to bring back Evan Ingram. Their plan is to get him signed to an extension prior to training camp. But right now, he has not signed his franchise tag. You do not have an extension in place. You don't know exactly what's going to happen in the future with Evan Ingram. And Tucker Craft is sitting here on the board out of South Dakota State, a school that we know how they've produced tight ends in the past, right? Doug Peterson knows about their past tight ends when you talk about Dallas Goddard. And I think Tucker Craft. Really similar to Dallas Goddard. Unbelievable athlete. Guy who did miss some time with injuries. So when you look at Trent Baalke's track record, he usually tries to find value with these types of guys. Had he not missed a big chunk of 2022 with an ankle injury, are you talking about a guy who would not be available at 56 overall? I think that's definitely possible. Definitely sounds familiar when you talk about what Trent Baalke has done in the past. And then when you look at how he can fit in Doug Peterson's offense, this is a tight end who is not just an inline tight end and not just a slot receiver. He can really do both for you with his skill set. Now, he definitely needs to develop at the next level, but he has contested catchability, tremendous size and athleticism. He's great with the ball in his hands as a yak player. Flexibility, like I said, to line up in line or in the slot. I think you're bringing him into an ideal situation in Jacksonville, right? Doug Peterson, kind of a tight end whisperer. Trevor Lawrence loves to hit these big targets down the field. This is a 95th percentile athlete with positional versatility. Again, can line up in line or in the slot. And this would actually give the Jaguars leverage and flexibility.
flexibility regarding Evan Ingram. Like, if you just can't get something done with Evan Ingram long term, you don't have to worry about it if you bring Tucker Craft in because he can become your starting tight end, I would say, within a year or two of joining your squad. He has that type of ability. Now, are there some focus drops on tape? Sure, there's a couple more focus drops than you would like. Uh, does he need to improve as a route runner? Yes. Do you need to get a little bit more consistent in the blocking department? Yes. But there's many, many more high-level reps in those areas than there are low-level reps. And I think Tucker Craft, with Doug Peterson, with Trevor Lawrence throwing him the football in this offense, would have a chance to really flourish. So bringing him in at 56 overall was just a little bit too enticing uh, with his skill set with the way he could work in Doug Peterson's offense with a little bit of uncertainty regarding Evan Ingram's future. That's the direction I went. I think the Jaguars at some point will draft a tight end, even with Evan Ingram in the fold. Beyond him, you've only got Luke Farrell and Garrett Prince on this roster at the position. So you have a little bit of a depth issue, in my opinion. Although the Jaguars, they do like Luke Farrell. Fifth round pick back in 2021. Getting into the third round, 88 overall. I've got the Jaguars sticking and picking at 88. Um, And and they're going to go edge rush. I just can't imagine the Jaguars leaving the first two days of the 2023 NFL draft without having an edge rusher. And so they go ahead and get that job done here. At 88, bringing in Zach Harrison out of Ohio State. This is a 21-year-old senior, so while he played a long time at Ohio State, still just 21 years old, former five-star recruit, one of the top recruits in the nation coming out of high school. Harrison has a ton of bulky traits. He has length, he has strength, he has positional versatility to align at multiple different spots across the defensive front. He's been voted a team captain, so you like the character there. Uh, Not the bendiest edge but he makes an impact every time he's out there. Like you, you just see the length, the athleticism, the the want to showing up a ton. Whether he's getting pressure, batting passes, forcing fumbles, setting the edge, which he does at a high level in my opinion, he's just a really steady player out there. And again, a 21-year-old senior, so I think you do still have plenty of upward mobility at just 21 years old, both in his frame and in his game. He got better every year at Ohio State. I expect him to continue that upward trajectory into the NFL. I think he's a high-character prospect with impressive traits, length, and athleticism. I think he's ready to play early on as a rotational player behind Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. Definitely has starter potential down the road, but you're bringing him to be a rotational rusher from from the jump, and I think that's a great fit for Zach Harrison in Jacksonville. Next up, you're getting into the third day of the draft, the final day of the draft. The Jaguars have two picks in the fourth round. We've got them taking... Offensive tackle Carter Warren here out of Pittsburgh. Another prospect who probably could have been drafted earlier, but he had a knee injury in 2022 that kept him out for a long time. Was not able to work out during the pre-draft lead-up. And he's a little older, already 24 years old. So you look at some of the negatives, why he could be knocked down the board a little bit. The injury, the age... But great overall length with 35 and 3 eighths inch arms. Really knows how to use that length. I think he has excellent uh, pass sets overall. Team captain, longtime starter. Not an elite athlete at the offensive tackle position. And certainly room to improve his overall consistency. 
But again, the length shows up in a big way in pass protection. I think the quick sets, the vertical sets, it all looks very coordinated between his hands and his feet. Um, I think he has really good grip strength in the run game. To me, before his injury in 2022, he looked like an improved player from what you saw in 2021. I think he could definitely get on the field early if you're in a pinch as, as a rookie at tackle, at left tackle or right tackle. And uh, I think down the road, there is starting potential within Carter Warren. So improving your overall uh, offensive tackle depth, I think is a big win for the Jaguars. You just want to make sure that if there's injuries, you know, you have Cam Robinson coming back from the knee injury. Um, if there's injuries, you want to make sure that you're in a good position to keep Trevor Lawrence adequately protected on the edges. And I think Carter Warren will help you do that, not only in year one, but also beyond. Uh, you do have Josh Wells as your backup tackle behind Walker Little and, and Cam Robinson right now, but I think bringing in more reinforcements because Josh Wells is another player who does have an injury history. So you look at Cam Robinson, missed time over the last two years missed the end of the season Josh Wells who's your swing tackle he's also missed a lot of time uh, so I think bringing in another tackle at some point who you think can come in and and potentially be a swing tackle in a pinch in year one would really be wise for the Jaguars and next up at 127 overall the Jaguars second fourth round pick we've got defensive lineman Byron Young out of Alabama not the Tennessee edge rusher Byron Young the the Alabama interior pass rusher Byron Young. He's got the goods. Long 34-plus inch arms. You know Trent Baalke loves that. Really big 11-inch hands. He's able to hold the point. He can get into the backfield in a hurry at six foot three and 295 pounds. He can stack and shed in the run game. He uses his length so well. He uses his leverage advantage against a lot of guards really well. Uh, as a pass rusher, you've got a swipe, a swim. Finishes very well in the backfield for a defensive tackle. I think you could see him play up and down the line and potentially be a good starter in this league with the floor of a quality rotational player. You look at the Jaguars' defensive tackle spot. Right now, they do have plenty up front with Roy Robertson-Harris, with Foley Fatukasi, Devon Hamilton. But Foley is... Um, Going into the second year of his deal, the Jaguars have a, a an out after 2023. You look at um, Devon Hamilton. He's going into the final year of his rookie deal. So there is some potential uh, flux at the, at the position moving forward. And I think bringing in Byron Young to be a rotational player in year one to compete for reps and then be a guy who can definitely either be a quality rotational player or starter down the road makes a ton of sense. I think he's going to be able to impact the passing game and the running game at the next level for you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And then finally, I've talked about it quite a bit. I think the Jaguars are going to get aggressive in this 2023 draft at some point. They have nine draft picks. I don't think they need to bring in nine rookies on this roster. I think they, they've said they only have 127 uh, draftable grades in this class. So I think there's going to be some aggressiveness at some point. Where will it come? I'm not exactly sure. But for me, looking at what the Jaguars have, they have three six-round picks, 185, 202, and 208. I think at, that makes a lot of sense when you're looking at this draft as to where the Jaguars might go ahead and get aggressive in this one. So I have them trading up, trading the 185th pick, 202 overall as well, to get up to 184 to take a, a a versatile offensive lineman out of Utah in Braden Daniels. He started a ton of games for Utah at left tackle, at right tackle, at guard. He's played all over that line, and he has the length and athleticism to continue to find meaningful reps at the next level, in my opinion. I think he's a developmental starter or swing player across the line, both of which are very valuable. I think Looking at the guard spot for the Jaguars, Ben Barch is coming back from an injury, uh, ligament damage in his knee last year early on in the season, but he's not expected to be ready at the very beginning of training camp. So I think you do want to bring in someone who you think can maybe uh, push Tyler Shatley at left guard, maybe compete to start at left guard in 2023, at least give you some insurance for if Ben Barch isn't ready to go or isn't at the same level that he was entering the 2022 season. You know, Tyler Shatley, can you get by with him in your lineup? Absolutely. But I think you could potentially upgrade that spot. Would Braden Daniels do that? I'm not positive he would be better than Tyler Shatley in year one, but he is a really enticing athlete at at the offensive line spot. You know, again, can play left tackle, right tackle, guard, can do a lot of different things for you. I think he needs to develop his strength at the next level, but the athleticism is there to do a lot of fun things things with him within the Doug Peterson offense, the Phil Rauscher blocking scheme up front. And then 208 overall, the Jaguars, they finally land a receiver. This is a deep receiving class. Doesn't have the same talent at the top that you're normally looking for. But at 208, Grant DeBose is still available out of Charlotte. He's six foot two, 201 pounds, 45740. So you see good size there. You do not have elite athleticism when you talk about the long speed. But this is a receiver with some impressive ball skills, fluid route running, really good size, as I mentioned. Um, You don't see the elite long speed, but you do see a really, really good overall athlete, 87th percentile athlete, according to RAS. Uh, You see smoothness in and out of breaks that is super impressive. He has a clean inside release off the line against press, and you see that. And his elite 1.52 10-yard split, which is the first 10 yards of the 40-yard dash, that shows up in the explosiveness off the line. He does well to extend away from his body to bring in some highlight reel grabs. I think Grant DuBose at 208 overall in the sixth round, he has a chance to, to carve out a role in the NFL as a contributor, potentially even as like a third receiver, maybe even a second receiver. He has that type of upside, in my opinion. Again, with his combination of size, uh, release off the line, and his route running, and then his ball skills, I think Grant DuBose really does have a chance to be a player in the NFL. And the final pick we have here is another edge rusher. I think getting edge rush 
um, in waves is going to be critical for the Jaguars. They lost Arden Key. Dewan Smoot, not sure what his his status is right now. The Jaguars have not re-signed him. He's still dealing with an Achilles that he suffered in December. So not sure when Dewan Smoot would be back for the Jaguars, if at all. So we're bringing in another edge player, Robert Beal out of Georgia, uh, a guy who kind of just got buried on the depth chart at Georgia. Familiar story there. He did enter the transfer portal at one point, but decided to come back to Georgia. He's a Georgia uh, kid, you know, raised in Georgia, but a guy who, when he did get on the field, you see the length, you see the athleticism and spurts. You just need to develop this talent, get him more reps and um, see where you can go from there. But from a pure talent and you know physical talent perspective, uh, Robert Beal is much more talented than a seventh round pick much more talented than a guy going 226 overall. Had he been able to enter the transfer portal and land in a good spot and be a starter somewhere, I think this is the type of prospect that could have been flirting with double-digit sacks somewhere else. I really do believe that. So Robert Beal at 226 overall, just a little bit too much for me to pass up on. I've drafted him in a lot of different settings. And the reason I have the Jaguars doing this predictively is because, look, did he get popped with a marijuana possession? couple years back yes he did but Doug Peterson talked about in certain situations we are going to let um, let some of these different guys that maybe do have a character concern in their background let them come in and low risk right seventh round pick we believe our locker room can handle it because our locker room is so strong now they don't want to bring in a bunch of guys that might upset the apple card or or, or be not conducive to this team's overall um overall locker room and character, but do I think they could bring in one guy here and there that might not exactly fit their character model? Yeah, I do. And I'm not sure Robert Beal has any character issues. I don't know the guy personally, but you do see the marijuana charge on his on his record. So uh, something that the Jaguars will certainly have to consider. I think they value character at a premium. They value traits at a premium as well. He certainly has the traits. Does he have the character? I'm not sure. But I do think based on what Doug Peterson said last week, at times they will be willing to overlook the character concerns when it's a super talented prospect. And I think Robert Beal is that in the seventh round. That'll do it, though, for this 2023 Jacksonville Jaguars predictive mock draft. Really hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, I tried to get inside the mind of Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson the best I could. I think... While I have this as my predictive mock draft, I think the Jaguars could be very unpredictable in 2023, in this 2023 NFL draft. I would not be shocked if they trade up at any point, like even if they trade up from 24 or trade up in the second round, third round. Wouldn't surprise me at all. They could definitely get aggressive. I wouldn't be shocked if they trade down to try to acquire more picks within the top 100 and just get as many guys in the top 100 as they as they can. I also wouldn't be shocked if they go ahead and pull off a trade for a veteran, you know, use some of the draft capital and salary cap space that they have right now and go pursue a veteran that they think might help put them over the top on the defensive side of the ball. That would not surprise me at all. So I think there's a lot of different directions the Jaguars can go. This is the most unpredictable draft we've had for the Jaguars in quite some time. And I I think that's exciting. Jags fans should be fired up about the potential of landing some players that can come in and help the Jaguars get over the top, you know, defend the AFC South crown, you know, maybe wrap up the AFC South a little bit earlier this season, not wait till week 18 um, and prime time to, to wrap up the division, maybe be competing for home field advantage, competing for some, you know, maybe the top seed, 
second overall seed, third seed, you know, be able to host some playoff games, right? Be able to, uh, you know, potentially push the Chiefs even farther, maybe beat a team like the Chiefs or the Bengals or the Bills in the playoffs. I think that should be the goal. The goal should now be not just to get to the playoffs, but to be playing in February, to be competing for the Super Bowl year in and year out. I think if the Jaguars can land two, three, four impact players between now and the start of the 2023 NFL season, they'll have a shot to do that. And you'll see development throughout the rest of the roster. So many young players, so many guys going into the second year of their of this system. I think it's going to be a really fun year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But thank you so much for tuning in to this 2023 Jacksonville Jaguars seven-round mock draft, my final predictive mock draft of the season. Again, only two more days until the first round of the NFL draft kicks off in Kansas City on Thursday night. Can't wait for it. Hope you guys are fired up. Love to know what you think about the mock. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. You can also follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. If you're on your podcast platform of choice, please subscribe and review. Thank you so much, Duval. Have a good one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.